This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Dominican Republic starts work on border wall with Haiti. President of Rwanda arrives Wednesday in Jamaica for three-day state visit. Antigua and Barbuda opens its first honorary consulate in Principality of Monaco. Canada-Caricom relations poised to get stronger. U.S. President Biden's administration officials calls for Puerto Rican families to sign up for the American Rescue Plan's expanded child tax credit. And American Airlines is expanding its Antigua flights. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, April 12th. We start our report today in the Dominican Republic. The Guardian reports that the Dominican Republic has begun work on a border wall with Haiti. According to the article, this has sparked controversy between the two Caribbean countries on Hispaniola. Construction began this week on a concrete barrier that will span nearly half of the 244-mile border between the two countries, with Dominican officials claiming it will reduce flow of migrants, drugs, weapons, and contraband. The benefit for both nations will be of great importance, said Dominican Republic President Louis Abner in a statement given at the groundbreaking ceremony in the Dominican border town between Dagobon, adding that the first phase of the project should be completed within nine months. Each time Haiti has suffered a catastrophe, the Dominican Republic have always been the first help to arrive, Abner said. However, the Dominican Republic cannot take charge of the political and economic crisis in that country. There are concerns that the wall will bring opportunities for bribery. Santiago Riveron, the mayor of Dagobon, where the construction began, claimed that soldiers have profited from illegal border crossing. The relationship between the Dominican Republic and Haiti has always been difficult due to their different speeds and rhythms, said a Haitian representative for Italian charity Avisi. However, the decision to build a wall worries us as a possible reason for conflict and violence. Jamaica Information Service reports that President of the Republic of Rwanda, His Excellency Paul Kagame, is scheduled to arrive on the island on Wednesday, April 13th for a three-day state visit. While in Jamaica, President Kagame is expected to call on Governor General Sir Patrick Allen and will meet with Prime Minister Andrew Holness and other government officials. The office of the Prime Minister in a statement said that President Kagame's visit, which comes during the year of Jamaica's 60th anniversary of independence, represents an important opportunity for the deepening of bilateral relations between the countries. The office of the Prime Minister noted that the visit will also help to reinforce the relationship between the African continent and the CARICOM region. President Kagame, who took office in 2000, is Rwanda's sixth president. The country of approximately 12.3 million people, 50% of which are under 20 years old, is one of the fasting-growing economies in the world, about 8% per annum. 
This is mainly due to the development of key sectors such as manufacturing, agriculture, education, health, tourism, and information and communication technology. According to the United States Agency for International Development, USAID, Rwanda's major foreign exchange earners include mining, tourism, coffee, and tea. Antigua and Barbuda has opened its first honorary consulate in the Principality of Monaco. The government of Antigua and Barbuda has appointed Dr. Marco Garavaglia as honorary consul general to the Principality of Monaco. Dr. Marco has earned his degree in economics and a master in business management achieved at the University of Milan. In 2015, he was appointed director of one of the oldest asset management companies active in the Principality of Monaco, where he is actively serving as its asset manager. He is fluent in Italian, English, and French. With the opening of the Honorary Consulate General, Antigua and Barbuda intends to further strengthen the already excellent diplomatic relations with the Principality of Monaco by ensuring a permanent local delegation in order to actively promote the tourism and attract potential investors to the Caribbean state. The Principality of Monaco and Antigua and Barbuda was established for the first time in 2018. Now Grenada reports that the Canada Caribbean Institute congratulated the Government of Canada and CARICOM member states for their recent efforts to advance mutual relations and development. The April meeting of foreign ministers saw a discussion focused on strengthening collaboration on security, multilateral cooperation and building a sustainable COVID-19 recovery. The ministers also call for the establishment of a joint commission to serve as a permanent mechanism that will formally deepen the partnership while advancing collaboration and cooperation. This will be launched by leaders at the inaugural Canada CARICOM Summit in the coming months. This is exactly the agenda that will help secure the positive future relationships between Canada and the Caribbean and the commitment to advance this agenda in the context of a permanent coordination mechanism and under the full guidance of leadership will promote success, said Professor Sir Hilary Beckles, Vice Chancellor of the University of the West Indies and Co-Chair of the Canada Caribbean Institute. Lynn Wells, Interim President and Vice-Chancellor, Brock University and Co-Chair of the Institute, further noted that beyond government-to-government -government efforts, work is also underway to deepen the long-standing trade and economic links between businesses and organizations in Canada and the Caribbean. The U.S. White House has issued a statement saying that U.S. President Joe Biden is committed to creating an economy that works for every American. Part of the agenda is to ensure that families in Puerto Rico are treated fairly in our tax system. Historically, the prior child tax credit only applied to families in Puerto Rico with three or more qualifying children, and therefore only 10% of the families with children were eligible. When President Biden signed the American Rescue Plan, it provided the largest child tax credit nationwide in the United States for most families. It also made sure that for the first time, families and children in Puerto Rico fully benefited, permanently fixing the credit to give Puerto Rico families equal access. 
This tax filing season, 97% of Puerto Rican families with children are now eligible for the expanded child tax credit. The law also permanently changes the structure of the child tax credit so that every child in Puerto Rico will get the credit on the same basis as all other American children. The American Rescue Plan also meant a historic expansion of the federal government's commitment to expand the earned income tax credit in Puerto Rico. Together, the expanded child tax credit and the earned income tax credit could provide an estimated $1 billion annually in critical benefits to hundreds of thousands of low and moderate income working people and families in Puerto Rico. Now Grenada reports that the UN agencies, including Food and Agricultural Organization, UN Women, the United Nations Development Program, and the International Labor Organization, have embarked on an initiative towards the development of policies that will enable women to drive rural economic growth within agricultural sector and reduce poverty. The focus on gender inequality within the agricultural sector was prompted by the lack of proportional representation of women in agriculture. As a result, the United Nations program has moved to implement a joint program aimed at contributing towards human security for farmers and small agro and fishery business entrepreneurs, primarily focusing on women. These initiatives will see a combination of policy reform advocacy, technical support, and services being promoted in participating territories, including Antigua and Barbuda, Barbados, Dominica, Grenada, and St. Lucia for a duration of three years. In addition, according to the United Nations Development Program website, small grant support will be offered for livelihood developments and will target approximately 2,500 farmers, fisherfolk, and small business entrepreneurs with at least 50% women and 25% under 40 years, reaching 12,500 people. Antigua Observer reports that Brampton, Canada resident Jacqueline Cornelius Payne is taking on the role of advising district leaders overseeing 570 Toastmaster International Clubs across six U.S. states. In order to be a good leader, it is important to be a good listener and build a relationship of trust with your team, said the distinguished Toastmaster and past district director in Southern Ontario. In her new role as Region 6 South Advisor, Payne supports, guides, and teaches Toastmaster district leadership teams in districts 10, 11, 13, 40, and 63 in the states of Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Maryland. In this advisory role, she will be sharing her experience to help districts to achieve the district mission of building new clubs and supporting all clubs in achieving excellence. Payne, an architectural technologist, expects her success will hinge on her Toastmaster and professional experience in strategic planning and project management. Payne, formerly from Wireless Road, regularly visits Antigua and uses the opportunity to attend and support many of the local Toastmaster Club meetings as possible. And finally, 
The Carib Journal reports that American Airlines is expanding its services between New York and Antigua through the fall and winter season. The airline's new schedule includes daily service from August 16 to November 2nd. It had previously been set to end on August 15th and resume in November. That means Antigua will now see seven flights a week from New York from August through the end of 2022. That's along with existing twice-daily flights from Miami to Antigua. Demand for Antigua and Barbuda is extremely strong at this moment, and from all indications and feedback from our airline and hotel partners who are working to keep up with the surge in consumer demand, we will have a significantly busy summer straight into winter, similar to what was experienced last year, said Antigua and Barbuda's Minister of Tourism, Charles Fernandez. Antigua expects to close the gap between 2022 and 2019 pre-pandemic arrival figures. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, April 12. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.